add some flair. <laughs> look, look for more flair tomorrow. Look, I mean, no, I, was it too flare. late? I didn't. Well, it's too late. I said seven uh, minutes ago. I uh, didn't get permission. Okay. No, you, you always listen. These things okay. I send you, those are just those are just notes. So, I, Fred, I said to him about seven minutes ago when you were getting your coffee, he said, is the script going to be the same as yesterday? I said, well, you know, if you want to add some of your own flair. Right. That's but, not the way it used to be. But, but I'm getting used to the but new But seven way. minutes wasn't enough time. Mm, no. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the wind. Well, you know what? I, the fact is, if there, if there was a 65-mile-an-hour wind, I was ready for it. Right, because the cushions have been put away. I thought, your... you know, I thought you two, most mature men that I know, would at the very least endorse the fact that I took in all the outdoor furniture cushions in anticipation of a high wind warning in the Coachella Valley. But yeah, that was a little bit of role reversal because in, in my house, I would have said, ah, it's okay, don't worry about it. And Dahl would have said, no, we must bring the cushions in. There's wind coming. But in your situation, you were the one that brought the cushions in, and it was your lady folk who uh, sort of uh, mocked you for doing such. She's still mocking me. A second ago, she said, oh, yeah, look outside. Let me know when those trees start to move. Huh. <laughs> hey, you know what it is? I'm staying at somebody else's house. Maybe if this were my place, because I remember back in the Oakville pool days where, you know, I'd left everything out. And if, the, you know, if there was a storm coming, I didn't care if a, a lawn chair went in my own pool, which it did. Oh, same here. You know, but it's somebody else's place. And I just, having never experienced a high wind warning in the Coachella Valley, I thought, I don't know what that means. Is it, I was looking around to see if the neighbors were starting to batten down the hatches, which by the way, I don't, I wouldn't know a hatch if it fell on me, but you know, but no one else seemed to be concerned. Hey, are you where the, where the Coachella concerts are? Yes. Yes. Near you? Yeah. Oh. Huh. But they're not like where we are, but we're in the valley where they uh, are. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Sure. Wow. Maybe you should drive by there today and take a look at where, you know, where it happens. Because well, uh, well, you're not golfing because of the wind. No, I, I did. I can't. Listen, <laughs> that alone should tell you how worried I was about high wind issues because I canceled golf today thinking I'm not going to golf if it's 65 mile an hour winds. Okay, it's time for you to go. I'm recording and you're... I have to be loud to do the show. Time to begin the show. Yeah. That audio you were going to play, did it include uh, Crybaby Caravan? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. All right. Oh, yeah. We've got some funny little... We have a couple bits of audio today I think everyone's going to enjoy. We also have a show, which we should start, because all this is just the preamble. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're recording. Dan Duran is ready. Uh, all right. Well, I can see no other reason to uh, delay. The following episode is coming to you live from La Quinta, California and Panama City, Florida, and is brought to you by Gig Sky, the <laughs> retirement Sherpa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are those... Are they, come on. Are those words difficult for you to... <laughs> You see the look on Fred's face? Me and Fred are like, what? He can't get through. (laughs) He can't get through. (laughs) He has trouble with words, and this is what he does for a living. (laughs) 
<laughs> from uh, laughing at myself because I sounded drunk there. No, anyway. you did. No, you know, the funny thing is I get Coach I live from uh, La Quinta is a tough one, but Panama City, Florida seemed to get yeah, in I trouble I just relieved well. after I got La Quinta. <laughs> <laughs> so I fell apart. All, All right. right. Well, let's try it again, man. Here we go. <laughs> Dan? <laughs> Dan's, Dan's having himself a little bit of an episode. Yeah, that's comedy. <laughs> Look at him. He can't stop. He's completely lost it. Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan don't I like cr- to see you laugh. It, it is. It's like that was a full on. That's. I only ever usually see him laugh like that when he's high. Yeah, I don't even think it's funny. I just <laughs> listen. You wouldn't be the first. It's been thirty-two years of people going. Why are they laughing? Right. <clears throat> the following episode. Oh, hold on. Is no, no, we've got no time for that. Here we go. Let's try. Let's start it again. Here we go. Dan Duran, take three. <laughs> he can't. He can't even get through it. Jeez. Oh, I missed the joke. A lot of listen. A lot of people are thinking that too. It's just not funny at all. (laughs) I think Dan's having a stroke. Well, this is a good start because I noticed yesterday one of the comments we got was, "I listen to this show because it's supposed to be funny. It's just a downer today." Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. They'll they'll still be saying the same same thing after this bit. I thought the show was supposed to be funny. Uh, the following right. episode of Humble and Fred Radio, Dan Duran, is brought to you by, just to get right to that part, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Modoc, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, Doer, and our newest sponsor, GoDaddy. And now, here are two men who have decided that their personal comfort comes before principles and anti-U.S. outrage. Here are Humble and Fred. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, sir. Very good. Yep. Very good. Dan, I hope you have a, a good couple. Of, well, I'll see you in about an hour and a half. Okay? Yeah, I'll go away and compose myself. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was always good seeing our boy Dan Duran. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of uh, friends, our friend Jeff Lumby checking in from uh, France, uh, which will be kind of cool because, you know, yesterday we had you and I in different parts of the USA, and we had our friend Tim Daniels from Health Gauge in Florence, Italy. And today our correspondent will come in from uh, the south of France. No, fantastic. And is uh, Jeffrey going to tell us another tale of, you know, uh, moving to France and the struggles that he's experiencing? Uh, theoretically, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jeff and Julie moved to France in a global pandemic. The Humble and Fred produced podcast. I'm just trying to find that song because I, I I have it. I just oh here I'm just trying to make make sure I have it or yeah. David Kemp. Who who's the guy that sent it to us, Freddie? I'm sorry, Howard. I clicked away from there now. Uh, let's see. Yeah, if you could do that for me, that would be great because. Did, did you need me to forward it to you? You know, I, I shouldn't, but it would be great if you did. Eddie Weber. Yeah. Just go ahead and send it to me, bub. Oh, okay. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. There you go. Apparently, it's a funny little ditty about the uh, the caravan. Yeah. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll talk more caravan crap today if you want. 
lots of interesting video, lots of interesting takes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, thought we would talk a little bit about you, you know you, where we are, what we've done. You know, I, I think I mentioned yesterday we part of our trip was uh, Rachel and I went to Los Angeles for a couple of days. My only, you know, it's strange. I, I lived there for a few years before I met you, and the other day was only my like third visit in the 30 years or so since I've you know lived there. It was pretty interesting. How many nights were you there for? We were in Santa Monica for two nights. We left here on a Tuesday, got back to Palm Springs on the Thursday. And I, I, I had never done that drive. I, maybe you guys have. Mm-hmm. Rachel has. It's like yeah, I have. two and a half hours, 245. To, and we were staying just a two, two blocks or three blocks a little bit north of Venice Beach. Uh-huh. So that was cool. Did um, did you drive up the strip and all that? No. Oh, you mean uh, like Hollywood or? Yeah, Sunset Strip. No, no. We never, you know. All that stuff. No, we, we didn't do any of that. What we did do is I drove into the valley where I used to live at Burbank mm-hmm. and Lancashire in North Hollywood, California. And I took Rachel for a little drive around my old neighborhood, which was weird because at first I couldn't remember the street I lived on. That's a true story. Mm-hmm. And then I went up and around again. I went, oh, yeah, yeah, it was this street. And it was pretty sketchy looking. You know, you didn't do 10 at the uh, comedy store. I thought you <laughs> just drop it. Just drop it and do a quick 10 at the comedy store. No, I did not. Oh, I thought for sure that would have been on your agenda. Yeah, I wish. Um, listen, um, man, if I could pop in and do 10 at the comedy store, I probably you know, wouldn't be here. Right. Tell me something. The two nights you were in Los Angeles, did you stay in a hotel or an Airbnb? Stayed in an Airbnb on uh, just in Santa Monica. So again, three blocks from uh, Venice Beach. What What did you pay per night, if I may ask? It was pretty expensive. I know, I know, because I want to do a little side trip here to New Orleans. I've been there before, but I want to go again and. You know, the hotel is like three and four hundred dollars a night U.S. And then the Airbnbs. Remember, Airbnb used to be a good idea before all those service charges and all that stuff they added. It's it's just bizarre. Three fifty Canadian per night. Yeah, I'm almost like which isn't bad. You know, so what is that? Two seventy five American. Well, oh, and what was it? A house or something? Uh, It was a kind of a yeah, I guess a small little a house or a, an apartment in now it was a, it wasn't the full house but it was a small little detached thing and it was very secure i'll tell you one thing because it was so close to venice beach and i mean i walked there in 60 mm-hmm. seconds it had three door three key padded doors to get into the place all right did you lift some iron there at venice beach there that muscle beach was closed what yes what because of the i guess oh because you would have pumped some iron. And I would have gone there because I'm jacked. <laughs> so let's review. I didn't pump iron at Venice Beach. I didn't do 10 minutes of the comedy store. And I didn't go to the drugstore and, and was discovered uh, as a Hollywood yeah. starlet. No. And nobody asked you to put your humble Howard hands in uh, concrete. <laughs> That's coming. Hey, um, you mentioned the you, you had the phrase there, full house. Seeing that we're on uh, L.A. and Hollywood and everything. Have you seen some of those stories about Bob Saget? How he hit his head? Well, the, the the stories are they can't explain it. It's like somebody hit him with a baseball bat. Yeah, like multiple flag fractures. Like there, it's just oh, the I didn't weirdest hear that. story. No, no. I, the last I heard about Bob Saget was that he had a blunt 
injury yeah. that caused his death. And Rachel read it to me. I thought it was just like he fell in the bathtub or something and hit him, no. hit himself on the on the faucets. Well, even well, they're saying now that the trauma is not consistent with a fall. It's more like falling three or four stories. That's what? the light. Yeah, so there's something really weird going Another on. Another mysterious Hollywood death. I will tell you this, <clears throat> driving around Los Angeles, I mentioned to Rachel, when I lived in LA, and I was in my 20s, I'd only ever lived in sort of Vancouver and Calgary, and I wasn't very comfortable driving in traffic, and we didn't have GPSs, and you know, it was very stressful for me, a kid from Moose Jaw. I, don't, I, I lived in Los Angeles maybe six years after I left home, so it was a bit overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. But when you have a GPS, because I'm still not that familiar with the L.A. I mean, even I live there, but mm-hmm. so what? It was 35 years ago. But when you have a GPS, it's just so convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere we went, I mean, other than the fact that Rachel doesn't think I signal early enough. Oh, okay. Does Dahl do that? Like, like I'm not signaling as we approach the intersections or merging. She'd like me to signal earlier. <laughs> there's some, there's some of that creeping into our relationship. There is. Oh, there this, never used to be, but it's it's creeping in. And sometimes I just sit there and go, "Is this again? This is is this part of the senior life? Oh yeah. Now, what's this? Like, what I get? And and, and what's really annoying now? I'm not sure what's more annoying: the fact that she doesn't think I signal early enough, or when I do signal early enough, she praises me like a child. Well, yeah, that's right. You know, and and because I'll I'll signal and make a merge, and she'll go, "Oh, that was very good." I'm like, "What?" She goes, "That was some good signaling." I'm like, "Okay, thanks." This isn't driver ed. In my world, it seems that the sp- uh, the speed limit all of a sudden means something strict. Oh yeah, like you know, if you're doing if it's seventy miles per hour on most of the highways on the way down here, and you're doing eighty, like you're with the flow. But for some reason. I'm speeding. Well, you're not. You're going with the flow. You know, and if you're on a, uh, like one of the city streets here, there are four lanes and, you know, people are, everybody's in a hurry and say it's 45 and you're doing like 50, 52. You're with the flow. Yeah, I get the flow. Yeah. Speeding. No, I know. On the, we were on the, uh, you know, the 405 and the 101 and all these freeways. And, you know, it's, it's. It's like Toronto, but imagine if you've never lived and never sort of visited Los Angeles, imagine the 401, but going through the middle of the city. So it's exactly like that. It's 16 lanes and at some points. It's huge. And they're mm-hmm. all going 80 and 75. And then all of a sudden they're going, you know, 10. So right. there is a little bit of that to be aware of. But yeah, my, I always know that when we do finally slow down and it's sort of like just sort of bumper not bumper to bumper but a little slower traffic i know it relaxes her but again my my signaling apparently has some issues i don't always signal soon enough i see here's the thing if i'm in the exit lane you know the lane that says this lane only exit whatever i don't think you need to signal anymore you're in the lane that can only turn right what am i signaling for but this is my world now no, I get it. If I'm going up the 410 and I'm getting off at Mayfield and there's no car behind me, yeah, I look in the rearview mirror, I don't signal. Yeah. But that's been brought up, too. Why didn't you signal? Well, there's nobody behind me. Yeah, but that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> anyway, what I, what I say, you know, if you, if you need to relax in the car, as I often say to my sweet Dolly, 
Hop in the back seat, lay down. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Why you don't you have to see anything. <laughs> I, think, I think I said to her, why don't you put your hoodie up over your eyes so you don't have to watch this? I've become now so signal of uh, aware that I'm mm-hmm. signaling inside the Ralph's parking lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm making sure I do all the signaling mm-hmm. because I don't want to have a signaling discussion. I just want right. things to be cool. Right. Uh, okay, so I mentioned Lumby's on the show. Uh, we've got uh, some emails of, uh, of yours, uh, you people, you nice people that have emailed us. Andy Palalis from Canna Cabana will be here. I can't wait to talk to him about what I've noticed, the difference between the way that California sells weed and how Canada does. It's like a grown-up industry here. It's been legal for a long time, and it just has a different vibe. Um, in the meantime, we thought we would take a uh, just a second here and uh, talk to uh, the people that have sent us uh, emails. Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com is how you get a hold of us. And uh, to start with, of course, it's something to do with... Uh, it's Corey Ellis. Right. Um, you know, a great servant of the show, may I say. Like, you know, he's there for us whenever we need him as a listener. Unbelievable, this guy. Okay. Uh, he says, guys, uh, just to be up front, I'm not a fan of Mr. Tony Clement. Tony will be on the show tomorrow. Maybe he can explain some of the, uh, you know, the goings on with the conservative party, which seems a little scattered these days. Yes. Anyway. Uh, as Corey says, uh, being a public servant, if I did what uh, Tony did uh, when he was a cabinet minister, I would have been fired. No questions. And I think we know what. Uh, yes, we all know. What, to. We all know what Tony did. You know what he did, friend? He didn't signal early enough. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just wanted to point out a small error that Mr. Clement stated on the federal conservatives and vaccine mandates. Uh, Last year during the election, the only party that was against any type of vaccine mandate was the PPC People's Party. Well, the federal conservatives will not explicitly, uh, uh, they weren't explicitly for vaccine mandates. If elected, they would not have reversed the liberals' plan for vaccine mandates for all public servants. Instead, they would require daily rapid tests. No uh, details on how that would uh, be implemented. If uh, proof of vaccination was shown. Anyway, he goes on. He's saying that would be basically a mandate in itself. Okay, you wouldn't have to be vaccinated, but you would have to, you know, be tested all the time. So apparently that is important to Corey. Mm -hmm. Just get that out there. uh, And again, I don't want to derail back to the convoy and mandates. And some parts of it, we've had these discussions for two years. But the idea of being against mandates makes me laugh because we've got mandates from the day from the moment you wake up to the day you die your whole life our whole lives are mandates we're talking about driving well you're mandated to have a driver's license that's a mandate so mm. are we to, are we to be rid of all mandates this is my question i don't know all right i'm so you know really like you it's exhausting I'm just yeah. No, it, it, it's exhausting. Special times, special measures. They said we would have to do this. The mandates would be lifted as the numbers drop. The numbers are dropping. They're lifting the mandates. Like, like what more does anybody want? I don't know. It's it, it, it's. Although I will say this, I've got some great audio of our friend Lisa Laflamme, uh, and just you'll. You, you, I don't think we're surprised, but I think some people will be surprised just how there is not a there of the lack of support. Sorry, 
there'll be some, I think we'll be pleasantly surprised at the lack of support that most Canadians have for this fucking nonsense. It's pretty oh, no, interesting. All right. Hi, guys. Uh, let's get back Hi to the uh, comedy Hi portion guys. of our program. Uh, this is from uh, David J. Kemp. Another, this is another person that just does nothing but support, encourage, you know, makes us feel great for listening to this program. He says, hi, guys, I heard your consternation regarding people that pick up dog poo in a poo bag and then leave the bag on the trail or the path. I, I mentioned that. I found that odd. David says he do it. He do it. He does it. I leave it on the path and pick up the bag poo on my return as I leave the park. I leave the bag on the path because I'm a little absent-minded and I don't want to accidentally put the poo bag in my pocket. Doc, he refers to me as Doc, which is my nickname that I gave myself. He he says, Doc, I'm sure you can relate to this. Listen to the attachment in case you need a reminder. He says, FYI, I use the MP3 as a reminder to walk my dog in the morning. And what he's talking about, Fred, is our famous uh, I've Got a Pocket Full of Dog Poo by the wonderful Phil Hong. Have a listen, everyone. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of stamp poo. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of dog poo. Oh. Sing along if you Whoa. know the words. Stan can't help it because he has to make a big poo. Doc's got a hand and it's all full of Stan's poo. Oh. Whoa. A bag of poo. Stan doggy do. Stan doggy do. And outside blue. And outside blue. So stinky. So stinky. Give me some poo. Give me some poo. Some doggy do. Some doggy do. I got a pocket full of stamp poo. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of dog poo. Oh. I like it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was excellent. There you go. For you people who are wondering, you know, was it all going to be Fred and I ranting about vaccine mandates? It is not. Uh, we have uh, another email, Fred, although you, I just realized you don't have it in front of you. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, this is from uh, our friend Neil Morrison for you CFNY fans. You remember Neil? He was uh, Brother Bill. Did, do you know if he went back to, I, I should ask him this. Do you know if he went back to being Neil? I guess he did when he was doing his radio career in Vancouver or was he? Yeah, I believe, I believe he was known as Neil Morrison. Yes, Howard. Okay. Yes. He said to me, uh, hey, Howard, great to see that picture of you in Strombo the other day. We haven't even talked about that. Always great when two good fellers see each other after all those years. Anyway, Freddie, uh, Brother Bill updates, because we were talking about, uh, was this the first time we had broadcast in the States? And, and we mentioned yesterday we did Dunedin, we did Buffalo. Yes. He said, listening to, your message, uh, listening to your episodes from California and Florida, you and Fred mentioned you'd only done a broadcast twice in the U.S. Unless you were referring to our Dunedin trip, we all went to Florida with a bunch of listeners, and you broadcast on the beach hotel we stayed at in Clearwater. I'm pretty sure you didn't broadcast from the Diamond that trip, but hey, I may be wrong. I don't recall myself. Either do I. Yeah. Um, I only remember that one trip. No, maybe, I, maybe just one morning we went up to the park because we thought that was cool or something. I, I think I maybe know. that he's right. Um, I but but I do. You you said something yesterday, and, and 
I, we didn't really talk about it, but we had all, Brother Bill was there, and I remember it was Bill, Phil, myself, you, and a few other people, mm-hmm. and we went to Mons Venus. It's this famous strip club in southern Florida. And I just remember it being one of the creepiest places I've ever been. As, and that's saying something as a strip club because it's so small. And at that time, I don't know if it's changed. You probably know because you're there in Florida. If they couldn't take off their bottoms. Yeah. Because something would jump out and bite. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd go to this strip club, which again, we're not real strip. Right. We're not strip club guys, just so you know it. And but that trip we all went, and we go into this tiny strip club, and they're all wearing their. It's like going to like a like a topless beach. Yeah, and that's almost thirty years ago. And even back then in Toronto, it was oh, full on. complete complete nudity. It was like beaver tails everywhere. I don't even know what the situation is here now. I'd, I'd oh, like you to. don't like you and Doll. No, aren't I going. don't. <laughs> What's like you and Doll aren't going to the strip club. Mm. Yeah, sitting right at the front and having the oysters. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, uh, there's been a few comments about the fact that you've got a bunk bed behind you. No, I know. Yeah. Yep, this is a little three-bedroom, and, uh, you know, you got a couple of kids. There's a nice room here with a big TV on the wall and a couple of bunks. It's nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing Brother Bill says, and that might be a discussion point for us. I'm not sure if you're interested or not, but there's a disc jockey. I guess broadcaster, pretty famous, right? Named Kid Carson, who I guess decided that he wanted to be on the side of the convoy and the anti-mandate, anti-vax, and he he's been fired for people in Toronto. He's a big star in Vancouver and has been for a long time. And I will say before you comment, I don't know anything about Kid Carson as a broadcaster. I've never heard his show, but I will say this to give him his due. I know how he's made a big impact in that market for a long time. That being said, I think he's made a bad call because, you know, this is all going to blow over. And, you know, I'm not all of it's going to blow over, but, you know, at some point he might find himself uh, not making the kind of money he was making because what he's going to do to be like Joe Rogan is uh, begin a subscription-based podcast, which you and I both know is a very difficult thing to do. Well, he's asking 20 bucks a month. <laughs> that's right. And listen, if you get 500 a month at 20 bucks, that's 10 grand a month, 120,000 a year. But And that may not sound like a lot, but getting people to pay 20 bucks when they bitch and complain about 15 for uh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's a tall order. I mean, if he's got a network of 500 guys out there, that's great. You know, then you're starting to make some dough. Um, did you hear the actual speech that got him fired or prompted uh, asking him to leave uh, the premises? Yeah, I've got some of it in front of me. Do you have some highlights you'd like to mention? Oh, well, yeah, only that. You know, it's a thing you have to hear because on the surface you think, oh, the guy has an opinion. Why can't, uh, you know, he have an opinion? Yeah. But it's really weird because, you know, he he gets into the jumpy castles that were on the streets 
Like all the the protesters in Ottawa were nice people. They weren't racist. They're not intolerant. There was jumpy castles and, and yeah. face painting. He says we need okay. to realize it's time to take a to take realize to recognize realize this isn't about race or health or Nazi flags or masks. It's about trying to keep our children off a digital ID that will control every aspects of their lives. Yeah, okay. Well, that's what I was getting at. And okay. then when when he talked about the jumpy castles and all, you know, it was uh, just a wonderful little event that was going on at there. He failed to mention, you know, using kids as human shields and, yeah. you know, the gas and the propane that was illegally transported through the streets and the shell game they played, putting water in some and gas and others trying to screw up the cops on and on the flags, you know, the, the Trump flags, the swastikas, all that stuff. He failed to mention that. Well, no, and, but he, well, he, I, no, he mentioned swastikas, but he said it's not about that that's cool oh okay um yeah like it wasn't well you know they were there so it was about that yeah exactly one um and but the thing about the kids is with that's just right over the top like that's that is an example of misinformation dangerous misinformation like where do you get that I, well we know where it comes from it comes yeah. from you know, you know, I don't use this. I don't want to use this analogy, but, you know, you either take the red pill or the blue pill. And mm-hmm. those people that, you know, zigged when the rest of us zagged have gone down. And, and listen, we know a few people pretty close to us that are, yeah. you know, similar to that voice. But from I just wanted to talk about it as a broadcaster. When we started this 11 years ago or into our 11th year mm-hmm. now, we looked at this subscription model. Yes. And I'm not saying we're bigger than Kid Carson, but we certainly had a profile in Toronto similar to him. And I would say if he ever asked me or you, a couple older guys that have been down this road, that is a tough road. He does, you know, you need to get for $20 a month. See, you know, Spotify's, you know, you, what do you pay for Spotify? Fifteen like nine ninety nine. Okay, so something. so you can get the Joe Rogan podcast with your Spotify subscription, but to go yeah. and get Kid Carson's new show, and I wish him all the best. Mm-hmm. It's tough, man. Twenty bucks a month is tough for a just for a podcast that you don't get any other thing with. The act of pulling your wallet out of your pocket, and I'm not just saying me. All cheap jokes aside. And putting those numbers in online at 20 bucks for that, it's just a huge, huge ask. It is. And when I, the whole thing, I'm thinking, what a hill to die on, eh? Yeah. Like, you chose that hill? Yeah, you chose to end end your your career? When it doesn't even make sense? Like, there's not even an argument there? Oh, I know. And he was making... He would have been making big time, big time, big market radio money. Maybe not American money, but he was making a lot of money. And I'll tell you, maybe we're wrong. Maybe he's got 5,000 people that will give him $20 a month to listen to him. He's a rich, that's a million dollars. That's what I mean. So Mm -hmm. we could, listen, all what we've just said for the last Mm -hmm. seven minutes, we could be wrong. Our experience tells us that it's a tough game to be and we, we thought about it I and mean, you know we've told this story before Fred went down to Chicago met with the producers of uh, the kid Carson of Chicago mm-hmm. guy named Steve Dahl very famous mm-hmm. huge announcer and he they were doing a, a subscription model they had 4,000 uh, subscribers and this guy had millions of listeners prior so 
One thing I will say about Kid Carson, uh, when he talks about the frustration of sitting behind a microphone and not being able to talk about things that matter. Well, we've all been there. Sure. But again, he worked for a dance radio station where the people listening, all they want to hear about is, you know, the Super Bowl halftime show. That's what it's all about. Yes. And I know frustration comes from not being able to do breaks in the content you want when you work at a specific, uh, you know, you're on a specific um, uh, format. But even then, if you have owners or, you know, managers that let you sort of, you know, go a bit, give you some rope, it, it's at least got to be uh, like um, uh, valid. It's got to be the truth. It's It can't be harmful nonsense. Like that stuff about the kids. Like that's disturbing. Well, and 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 I think uh, your point, and it's you know, you're making the point that I'm making, which is if you mm-hmm. wanted to end your radio career, this isn't yeah. the way to do it. No, I mean, and and really, you know, it's one thing to have an opinion that might be a bit off the grid, but if you're working for a mainstream dance music radio, it's the uh, what would it be? The Kiss? No, what's the what's the I station? Guess. What's the station yeah. in Toronto? Is it Kiss that Ross and Wilkins on? So it's yeah. that radio station, and he comes on all of a sudden, is talking about the five G digital IDs of children. It's like, okay, buddy, <laughs> this isn't maybe, this isn't in between. <laughs> um, listen, we've got to take a break here for a second because you know we're not uh, we're not doing this show. Uh, just for ourselves. We're doing it for the people, Fred. And of course, when you do a show for the people, it's supported by things that support the people. <laughs> like our buddy uh, Tim Niblett, the retirement Sherpa. He's yes. a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Timmy will be on the show tomorrow. Uh, Tim is... Uh you know, he's helped a lot of Humble and Fred listeners. We're always getting feedback. And, you know, hey, Tim, you know, I had a talk with Tim. He's helping me out. Things are great. Uh, and we're not surprised because he's just that type of guy. And he's an expert, both sides of the border. He knows it inside and out. So if you have a portfolio, you want someone to have a second look, Tim's your guy. If you want to build something from scratch, Tim's your guy. He's Tim Niblett. He's the Retirement Sherpa. RetirementSherpa.ca. All right, I'm just being mocked for the lack of wind here in the Coachella Valley. But if it comes, anyway, <clears throat> this program is brought to you by GoDaddy. As you know, powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and servicing 20 million customers worldwide, GoDaddy is where people go and come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. There's no better time than now. To get your ideas online with GoDaddy, you can find your domain, easily create your website, and finally bring it to life with GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support. They're also here to help you every step of the way. You can even start your website for free with GoDaddy. No credit card is even required. How do you do it? Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Hey, uh, have you noticed, uh, well, I guess you're not in a... I'm not saying retirement community, but there is a lot of older people here in, and just to be clear, I'm not in Palm Springs. I'm in a community about 40 minutes east, southeast of Palm Springs, the city in a community is called La Quinta, California. And uh, we went out to a lounge the other day called the, uh, well, we've been there twice. It's called the Lavender Bistro. And they have happy hour there at five o'clock. A guy plays a guitar and there might be 15 or 20 people in our age category. 
<laughs> you would love this. They, um, you know, this is like five o'clock in the afternoon and it's just starting to get a little bit dark, sort of uh, dusky mm-hmm. at that point. By six o'clock, it's pitch dark here. Oh, yeah. And, but uh, Rachel and I rock up there a couple of days ago to have a drink for her and I have my non-alcoholic beer. And there are people, Fred, full on dressed up, ready to go to dinner. At five to six o'clock in the evening, and I said to her, "I go, is this is this us? Is this where we're heading? You know, is this what's next? We're going to go out for dinner at five thirty right. some night." Yeah, maybe. So was it cool? Was it cool though? The, the feast, yeah, it's kind of neat. And what you know, what I found interesting is that like five twenty in the afternoon, a couple of people get up and start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> they did. You didn't? I said to her, I said, well, should we get up and join them? She's like, no. But yeah, they're just like, they come, they come in there, they're wearing their, you know, they're, they're nicely dressed and uh, they just started dancing to the music. You know, I can't tell you why, but the Eagles is playing and they're just, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm having a little, a tad of a connection problem here uh, with you. Oh, yeah, I, I got a little note there a second ago. It said your internet is it just it just momentarily flickered. So, oh, so it was on your end. It was on my end. It just said your internet's okay. unstable. So it's me. So I got them. I got most of that. You went there, and there was old people dancing, and you yeah, just yeah. thought it was. Um, yeah, it, it was. Just, I just thought like, and then when we left, it was six fifteen, and the place was packed. Yeah, full on packed with people dressed up for dinner. Oh, isn't that sweet? At 6.15 in the evening. I drove by there last night to go grab something for Rachel. I drove by this place called the Lavender Bistro. And I said to her, I said it was 5.30. It was packed for Valentine's Day. Packed at 5.30 in the afternoon. But Wow. Yeah. What did you guys do for Valentine's Day? Did you did you get a card? Did you? Well, I got Rachel uh, some uh, grocery store flowers. <laughs> Very nice, yeah. And they uh count? They count. They did count. I got her uh, grocery store, uh, I think it was Dirty Ralph's uh, Roses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we call Ralph's, Dirty Ralph's. And I, bu- I got her a card before we left Toronto. I left it outside her. I left it outside for her to see first thing yesterday morning. And then last night she made, me, uh, she made me risotto and I made uh, barbecued some shrimp and it was beautiful. What about you? I made Delise a card out of a white piece of paper because I had sort of forgot about the whole event, but uh, she laughed and she uh, enjoyed it, and it was good enough. Yeah. And we had some we had some uh, barbecue again last night. The barbecue down here is outstanding. Oh, my goodness, the brisket and the pulled pork. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of ribs other than the ones I cook myself, but I had some ribs here the other night were just the best I've ever had. Really? gotta say the barbecue is very good back beach barbecue mm. i should have some it's not really this i don't where we are is really not like a barbecue place but i, I like barbecue i just you know the funny thing about you said that i i don't really like like ribs it has to be very specific i i like making i, I like ribs that i have made but i don't i never order them no i don't like them sloppy Exactly. But often when you, a lot of restaurants, to me, there's always an aftertaste, and I don't know if it's the fat that's on them. I like them drier, and the ones I had here the other night were just, just outstanding, like really good. Not cheap, of course. Nothing's cheap anymore. Nope. Um, but, you know, uh, they were really, uh, really outstanding. Um, so are you, that, to me, that's been the highlight so far. Are you ready for a little entertainment news, Fred? Yes. Hey, a little entertainment news. 
I don't even know why this story was written. But you may have seen the headline. Snoop Dogg smokes weed before the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I was like, it's like it's a story in the New York Post and it's a shot of Snoop Dogg smoking a big joint, which is legal in California, before his performance. I remember saying to Rachel, I think I said it, I mean, either I said it or I thought it, that he's t- got to be, he's stoned 24 hours a day. Why wouldn't he be stoned during his Super Bowl performance? But of course. Appa- apparently that's making the Edelzaman lose. And what's the story? Just that, that there's a picture of this guy who is a legendary weed smoker who I believe has his own brand of weed. Uh, he's uh, so it's sh- legal down there. So oh, yeah. if he was having a, would, would they show him having a drink? Exactly. Well, but it, it's made quite a uh, quite a splash. Isn't that silly? Isn't it silly? Um, also, in other entertainment news, Freddie, mm-hmm. did you read who's going to be uh, hosting the Oscars? No. I'm just trying to find it, but it's Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and um, and somebody else. No, I don't. I I, I didn't see that. Yeah, story. Wanda Sykes, uh, Regina Hall, and Amy Schumer to host the Oscars. I, I bring this up not only because we got to be I bring it up because uh, I was not. I I think I. I know that uh, Tina Fey and um, Will Arnett's ex-wife, Amy Schumer. No, uh, Amy Schumer's uh, comedian. Another oh. per, um, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler, right? But, uh, they posted yeah. the Golden Globes, but I, I think it's a big for some reason down here. Okay, I guess it's the sign of the times that uh, are they having regular ones this year? I don't know that. That's a great question. But it, it seems to be the big story that three women, two of color, Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall. I love Wanda Sykes, by the way. I think she's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and I like Amy Schumer, actually. I like uh, I like her stand-up. And um, anyway, it's a big deal that they're host- that three women are hosting the Oscars. Okay. They smash the glass ceiling? Yes. Yes. Now you've got it. Um. <laughs> Speaking of women in uh, the media, here's our friend uh, Lisa Laflamme. Have a listen to this. This is the... Uh, actually, you know what? Before we get into this, let's play on a, continuing on the lighter side of things today. This was sent to us by Ed Weber, as you mentioned. Here's the song. Uh, I don't know who the guy is. Do you know who he is, Freddie? No, I don't. But the here's the song. Yeah, the performer. No, not offhand. Have a listen. up mama what's that sound 18 wheelers rolling through town by the doors something's going down some kind of parade led by clowns it's the cry baby's caravan oh a trailer full of lies from out of the west engines running soil in the nest a beating a privileged chest inconvenienced isn't being oppressed it's the cry baby Caravan. I love that line. Being inconvenienced cry, isn't being oppressed. Cry that you want to yeah. be free. I like this you guy. Cry, 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 and oh, 
don't even know what that word means If you waved those flags and you held those signs In any other country you'd get jail time You cry about freedom and that's just fine Until you end up taking mine It's the Crybabies Caravan Well, you get the idea. If you guys want to hear more of this, uh, check out the Crybabies Caravan. Did you see there in Coots, Alberta yesterday, they found a cache of weapons and rifles inside some of the trucks. And I was just thinking, if they bothered to look inside any of the trucks in Ottawa, I bet you there's a a treasure treasure chest of stuff in those trucks. You know, just in case there's a conflict. Yeah. Well, there's an audio I have for you later of the uh, leaders of this... Some of the leaders of this nonsense talking about don't you know they're they're like hey go get make don't stop leaving coots go back there eh and then the phrase is there's help on the way from the south is there no I know is that what you got is this what Canadians want we want anyway let's get uh, Jeff Lumby here speaking of crybaby caravan what about Lisa Laflamme um okay. I can uh, play a little bit of Lisa. This is uh, yeah, just you, yeah, just you mentioned it. So let's just hear what she had to say. Here's Lisa the Flam talking about how Canadians feel about what's been going on the last couple of weeks. Hold on. It's very distant. That's as loud as I can get it. Sounds like it's coming through your mic, not through the computer. But anyway, we get um, the gist. What, 75%, 80% of Canadians just want them to go home? Uh, 72% of protesters uh, go. So 93% of Canadians uh, promote or are. Uh, Supporting the action to remove them. You should be able to hear that. Yeah, it's just because it's coming from a, a Twitter account. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's 45% of uh, half the Canadians proto- uh, make them more inclined to has, have said it makes this makes them more inclined to support mandates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I Jeff, that. Hang on a fact. Freddie, Jeff's there. I can see him, but he, I don't hear him and uh, I don't see him. Oh, there he there is. There he is. There's my bunny. Beaver Creek or canoe. Oh, yeah. Beaver canoe. Look at that. There he is. Uh, wait till we hear him. Uh, and then maybe while Jeff's getting ready, we can talk about how Jeff don't hear you yet there, pal. Jeff will be our gig sky uh, guest of the day. I'm interested to hear what Jeff has to say about a. Uh, the, not only the mandates and the convoys and such, but I also curious about, you know, the broadcaster aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, our guest uh, today is brought to you by GigSky, the only worldwide mobile data service with affordable rates in over 190 countries. Download the app today for Android or iOS. Or iOS rather, uh, download the GigSky app today. Enter code HF2022 for five dollars off your first plan, or visit GigSky.com for more information. Easiest, most affordable, and convenient way to stay connected internationally okay whether you know directions restaurants it's all there in the palm of your hand at a very reasonable cost gigsky.com so yes our gigsky uh, guest of the day still don't hear him i uh, see him nicely though but uh, i can't tell you why we don't hear our jeff lumby i hear Look you the video is clear and crisp and solid 
wearing his Canadian hoodie there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. No. No soundy. No sound yet, man. Can you hear us, Jeff? Okay. Oh, he can hear us. Oh, listen. You know, it's... Yeah. You're going to run into these problems from time to time. Think about what's going on. side of the earth. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm in California. You're in right. Florida. He's in the south of France. I don't know what time it is. It even, is it even still Tuesday in France? I don't even know. Jeff, just the basics, uh, lower left-hand side where, you know, the, the microphone. No, he knows that. Between. He knows that. Okay. Look at the All faces. Right. Look at the faces. Sometimes I, you're just sometimes you're trying to help and you're ridicule. <laughs> that's right yes that's really funny uh-huh. well listen man i'm i'm enjoying this pause well we actually while jeff's figuring that out let me tell everyone uh let me tell you about uh doer now i know we were supposed to end the contest yesterday but that's because <clears throat> we didn't take it into consideration the fact that the Part of the contest was going to be while we were away last week. So what we're saying is this. The Valentine's contest is a Valentine's. Yeah, Valentine's contest continues. If you use the phrase love pants on our Facebook page, but you know, but you put it anywhere. At this point, if we see your name and the word love pants, you are entered in the weekly prize. At the end of this week, we will make a draw and the grand prize winner will win a pair of pants, another pair of pants, a t-shirt, a toque and a scarf. In the meantime, if you want to buy these pants, they're the world's most comfortable. We're wearing them all the time. Morning, noon and nighttime too. All you got to do is enter the promo code LOVEPANTS at doer.ca for 15% off at checkout. LOVEPANTS is the promo code for 15% off at checkout. Doer. Dot .ca and um yeah man they're uh they're a, they're a great canadian company and i can tell you like a lot of people that have come along and uh they're going to be gone soon but uh, you know, a lot of people that support the program, they come and go. Doer's been great. We thank them for their sponsorship. And you can help us thank them by going to doer.ca and put in the promo code LOVEPANTS. Speaking Daughter. of love, here's somebody I've been friends with since I was 18 years old. And uh, he's from Saskatoon, and I'm from Moose Jaw. Mm-hmm. But we got along I, famously. I think he fixed that little thing down there on the left. Can you hear me, boys? Yes. 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 Uh, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, man, that was doesn't matter. Completely my problem and my fault, and I take full blame. How uh, how unremarkable. I know. know I, I'm a little disheveled. I'm sorry, but I've been uh, working in my workshop, uh, uh, building this workshop here in France. Right. And uh, we've been at it for, this is now the middle of the second week of bill framing and now normally see if i was in canada howard would exactly be the guy who designs you come and, in and i come in and i help he, <laughs> he, he bangs the thing up it's amazing did, did all the renovations at the farmhouse yeah he's amazing with thank the you hammer yeah hammer and yeah, i appreciate it. listen man I've, as, I've, as i always say to you and dan and fred too yeah. if you guys ever yeah. need me to come Never in need you. yeah Never i just need you. i'm I there Open inv- in- invite. Exactly. It's, it's no, so much appreciated. Yeah. Jeff, do you, do you have help? Are you doing it on your own? or have you oh, got Well, no. The, the, I've got a, a, a French carpenter helping me, and he's he does all the calculating, and then I, I do a lot of the cutting, and, and uh, like we're doing framing, so that's a little 
out of my league, but uh, it's it's. I know. Had you been here, Jeff, as you know, I come from a long line of Jewish carpenters going all the way back to Jesus. Jesus, Hey, um, (laughs) I got a question for you. I was thinking about you the other day. I was watching this kid online that does some great impressions. And um, Jeff, of course, for people who don't know, besides being uh, our friend and a great broadcaster and the host of Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic available on the Humble and Fred Network. If you want to click on the link at humbleandfred.com. But Jeff has also been doing uh, voiceovers, uh, cartoons. A lot of your kids and grandkids have heard Jeff's voice in so many different animations. But I'm just curious because, you know, Jeff's one of those guys, Fred, that, you know, everyone does, you know, the stock impressions and Jack Nicholson and, you know, Christopher Walken. I can't do either of those guys. Okay. <laughs> but everyone does those. But but Jeff has been, uh, he's very good at accents, as we all know. But, but a, a lot of the new guys I see, Jeff, are doing like uh, Jeff Goldblum seems to be a big one. And I just wondered the other day, do you have any, does it you uh, there's a, bother there's a anymore? There's guy doing, who's the, who's the, Vince, there's a guy on, uh, on on the podcast i don't know if you oh you don't listen to the ads when you listen to smart and stuff like that there, there's a there's a promo uh, and it's a it's a it's an actor and he does this flawless vince vaughn okay and oh, i yeah. just I, I just love you're right i love those kind of quirky accents or, or quirky mimics it you know well, this kid that um, I know, there's a guy, I can't remember his name, he's a comedian. Uh, he does such a great Jeff Goldblum. Wow. And, and, and it's interesting because, I, I'm, you know, a lot of people can do impressions once they hear other people do them. Yeah. Um, I wanted to recommend a podcast. I just thought of something you'd love. It's Dana Carvey and this uh, David Spade. It's not the greatest podcast, but what they do is they talk to ex-members of Saturday Night Live. And the recent episode I listened to, you would love. So would you, Fred. But it's Dana Carvey talking to Daryl Hammond who was another guy, oh, for, man. A, another great impressionist. What mm-hmm. I loved about it, Jeff, though, is they talk about how like some like Hammond had the great Clinton or Dana Carvey did George Bush and well, how they and how they developed their impressions. And, and it's funny when you started asking the question before you mentioned Dana Carvey's name, I was going to say that's how I that's how I got the, the George Bush senior not going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> not going to do it. And now his was kind of embellished, right? Sure. Uh, 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 Carvey's. But it was so funny. And that's that because it's those little things that it's those little the little hooks. They know, call them thousand lights, thousand points of light. Going to not going to do it. No. T- you know, and, and the, <laughs> I've just been so long since I, I mean, who does George Bush senior anymore? But that's where I got it from was from Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was the point those guys were making is sometimes you can't do an impression until you hear somebody else's version and you go, oh, OK. And, and the, the word yeah. they use is that like Dana Carvey talked about the hooks getting into the the, the impression. What about uh, and, and Carvey does a pretty good Joe Biden. Oh, I haven't heard it. No, it's very good. It's been it's all that. uh, So what's the podcast called? It's called a fly on the wall. Oh, okay. And I I don't do it, but uh, you can hear Dana Carvey does a pretty good Joe Biden. I I, Daryl Hammond, uh, that that whole thing with uh, the the Alex Trebek stuff where he's Sean Connery. Oh, (laughs) that's right. Just wet myself laughing at that. I wish was your mother. That's <laughs> 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 so fantastic. Um, as I mentioned, we're, you're from Saskatoon. I'm from Moose Jaw. We're Western Canadians. 
So you guys, uh, obviously, you and Julie and France have been keeping up on uh, the the oh. freedom convoy coming across the country. What are your impressions? The anti-freedom condo- yes. convoy? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the freedom convoy that's blocking everyone else's freedom. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, <laughs> know if you can figure out where I am on this, but it's just bloody embarrassing here because everywhere we go, uh, hey, Canada, uh, uh, Qu'est-ce que c'est la manifestation? Because that's what they call this. They call it a manifestation. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what it's called on the news and everything. And the people around here who know me from Canada, that's all they ask. And I just go, oh. Now, they have they had one that was going on to Paris. And because they actually have a leader here in this country, uh, they uh, stopped it. They stopped it from going to Paris. They just they just blocked the roads and they just, that was the end of mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, which, so, yeah, you're right. Which should have been done here at the beginning. This thing should have been nipped in the bud. Yeah. It really should have been. Uh, but uh, no, I, I'm not a fan of this whole thing. I, here's, here's my take on it. it. If you live in Canada and you're complaining about freedom, <laughs> then you don't know anything about the rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. You know nothing nothing about the rest of the world you you have a myopic view that is you in your little sandbox and somebody took your dinky toy away and you have no concept of real denied freedoms in the world you have no concept mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous but you know jeff even as howard had some of the numbers there through lisa laflamme that thing we were trying to listen to it's what you said the, the freedom convoy that takes away freedoms it's like truckers that have stopped truckers from making a living. Like it doesn't make sense on any level. It's just totally illogical. So how do you even have a conversation about it? But they don't want to have a conversation about it because you ask those questions. How does a trucker protest stop thousands of other truckers from making money? Yeah, exactly. How does a a trucker protest not involve the Canadian trucker Alliance who has totally rejected it like on and on and on and on. But but that's the thing. And then that, and that would became very apparent early on. And I think what I said yesterday, Jeff, is that what's the scariest thing about this is that it's not a bunch of people that were just sort of randomly, Hey, I got an idea. Let's drive to on. This was well organized, well funded. The people behind it are bad actors. And what it is, it's not about freedoms and mandates and trucking and vaccines. It's about, chaos and disruption when you go and say like that press conference we talked about freddie that whoever that was saying we're willing to meet with the senate shut up you're not will- who are you you're not you you you, you weren't elected i don't know who yeah. you are and you're not here to meet with anyone just go yeah. home and get back to your fucking job yeah and, per- and and it's it's cost just ottawa alone north of three million and and i'm i'm hoping there's some way for the for the cities the you know like i think montreal got a little of it but particularly toronto and ottawa to recoup yeah. i mean because the, and and it's shut down businesses it's kept ambulances from getting yeah. patients to hospitals it's deplorable not not to you know not to mention the the intimidation that has taken place there uh just within the streets people not wanting to do you don't want to go down this certain street that you walk down every day because you don't know how you're going to be received because you're wearing a mask you're you're actually doing your part for the yeah. betterment of all like it's just so bizarre one thing i will say about trudeau though <laughs> 
right out of the gate, he had these people nailed. But then you ask, if you had them nailed, if you knew that they were white supremacists and freaks of whatever, why didn't you do something right out of the yeah, gate? Yeah, was, yeah. Like, how did we get here? That, it's not like they were flying in and, and landing. <laughs> no, exactly. Much it, it was, they, didn't, the exa- they didn't sneak up on Ottawa. No, they they didn't was, sneak up. <laughs> I wonder where they are. Are they on the 401 East? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, just going two or 300 miles an hour. We There's can't no keep up. up. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden you looked out. Wait a second. How did these guys get here? I um, know. But to your point, Jeff, I, I picked this out. I was going to read it to you anyway. Here's somebody on Twitter. I love this. It says, you can't send your kids to school with chicken box or go barefoot in a restaurant or take a dump on a public sidewalk your whole <laughs> your whole life has been a trade-off between public health and individual freedom whether you noticed it or not and oh, i think man. that sums it up perfectly well it extends to seat belts and helmets for bikes exactly and- mm-hmm. well, that's why i said to fred i said we we have mandates from the time we wake up Till we go, you know, till we die, there's nothing but mandates in our lives. What those guys are, and I'm not sure if you heard the song, it's the crybaby caravan. And and also, Jeff, we've talked about this. None of us like having to wear masks and get vaccinated. We just fucking did it mm-hmm. for the betterment of everyone else. Mm-hmm. How right. is that We're so hard to understand? Just just part of the solution. And by the way, by the way, uh, truckers, there wouldn't even be a convoy. There wouldn't even be this discourse right now had the unvaxxed done their job, got vaccinated when they were supposed to, because this now is the covid of the unvaxxed. And I don't care. Send your right. Send your notes. I don't Mm -hmm. give a crap because none of this would have been necessary if everyone would have just pulled their weight. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And, you know, even be, beyond that, when these guys that still refuse to get the vaccine, listen, what's his head today? Uh, Novak Djokovic has said he will miss Wimbledon and the French Open. Good. Bye. Yeah, he will miss them. He will not we miss get, him. Exactly. Well, he he will not get a vaccine. And so he but there's freedom for you. Absolutely. Right? I was just gonna say not to get the vaccine. Yeah. And th- those tournaments are free not to have him. You know, that's exactly and that's sort of the the point we've all been making over and over again for two years. You have all the freedom in the world to not go into this grocery store. No one's forcing you <laughs> unless you want to wear a mask. You can't go in. It's fine. We're not forcing you. That's and it. and Dickovic can do whatever he wants. I don't care. Novax. Yeah, Novax, Novax, Dick, Novax dickhole. I'm just, you know, I, I wanted to play yeah. you guys a clip. I don't know if I have it is right. It, now. Is this one going to be played in your living room like the last one? Or oh, I'm sorry. Is your sound working now? Okay, good. So your sound's working. I can hear you. Did you figure out how Zoom works? There's a little yeah, thing yeah. in the lower corner. Do you want to no, start? That, that's, that's, that's good. Do you want to talk to me? Sensitive today. Yeah, You're I'm the fine. one who's giving me shit about sound. Oh, just, um, listen, guys. Relax. There's the relax. thing. There was a story years ago. I can't remember who said it um, back in the Cold War days in the 80s. And they were when there was a lot of, you know, worry about the Russians, you know, yeah. the, you know before that all ended. And, and the, this fam- the writer famously said, you know, I used to worry about the Russians until I went there and I saw how none of their shit works. <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing but you get the idea like he went there and was like the blenders are shitty the cars are off a lot of like, yeah so the point is yeah I mean they if they can't figure out how to make a toaster I don't think their nukes are getting over here the point I'm trying to make is I have some audio hopefully it works of 
This is the, I think this is the group. I don't, I don't know where it is. So this is the group of people that are organizing this. And then, and having watched this and listened to it, I'm actually feeling better about things because these, these people don't look like they could organize, you know, a fucking log. A, a, a one float parade. Listen to this. <laughs> I have to ask all across the country, get to your borders, get to your cities, come to Ottawa and support all Canadians. Donc on demande à tout le monde à travers toutes les villes de, de partir de, de où ce que vous êtes et de venir vers Ottawa the French pour être over in a second. avancer les choses. Ou de vous rendre aux frontières. Ou de vous rendre aux frontières. In Alberta, at Coots, I know there's people leaving. Please don't leave. Stand your ground. There's help coming from the south. Stand your ground, people. And stand up for your rights and freedom. Uh, you know what? I got to. Sh- I, I have to share my screen with you guys because you got to see this. You got to see this fucking group. Listen to them. Look at this group. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, when I first saw it this morning, Fred and Jeff, I thought it was a, like an SCTV skit because you got this guy here who's talking. Uh, he like he can't really put a lot of sentences together. You got f- this fucking logger, and yeah. I don't know who she is, but I just right. feel a lot better knowing these are the people. She looks like she's been. She looks like she's been <laughs> rode hard and hung up wet. There, she, looks, huh? mm-hmm. she looks tired. These people in the back. I don't know what they, this guy's got. The freedom sweatshirt on. Doesn't it? The profile of these people. How consistent it yep. is. Just their I look. Think, the the beards. The lumberjack coats. All that stuff. It's it's it, it it's just really really consistent. The, the only thing the guy on the left is missing is the horns, and you can put him into <laughs> yeah. January. 6th <laughs> That's thing. it. And, That's and, exactly. you know, he's our guy. Yeah. At what what point? Even if you bought in at the beginning, because maybe you thought it was something else. Do you look at that and go, okay, yeah, okay, I was into this, but now yeah. I'm not. Like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Well, yeah, you, you look at that and go, oh, those are our leaders in this thing? Okay, cool. Well, I got to get back to them. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing I said, too, Jeff, and, and it's an old bit, but it's sort of interesting to me. Like, where did these people find the time to, <laughs> to go and drive across Canada in the winter well, and, and hang out in the, Ottawa? And, and here's the scary thing. They've brought their spawn along with them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they did bring they got, their spawn. They got their spawn running around and staying in the little camper. No crappers. Nope. Like, where's right. all the... Uh, I just it's the minus minus 17 in Ottawa today and they're out there. Yeah, yeah. And you know what they they said like 25 to 30% have brought their kids and what they do is they move the kids around just in case the military or the police yeah, decide nice. to have like an instant raid. They won't know which trucks have kids so that they so they're being used as human shields. Yeah, of course. That's so what the you idea do. is the the police won't know which one have kids so they won't be able to just sort of attack so to speak. Holy moly. No, yeah, and, I know. and that's the other thing. You know, I mean, again, it's easy to mock this because they put up an inflatable, they put up a jumpy castle, <laughs> an inflatable sauna, and the DJ truck kept showing up. Like, I listen, I think what happened was there was a lot of, there's, there is a lot of frustration. We're Anybody all, wants some requests. That's right. <laughs> there's a lot of frustration in the country. As I said to Fred, we're all frustrated. We mm-hmm. get it. It's sucks wearing masks sucks and you know we're traveling right now jeff so having to figure out the pcr testing and all that stuff yeah it's a drag but you do it because hopefully as you said 
And we've all said mm-hmm. that if we comply, we'll get through this. Mm-hmm. So that one day, trucker family, we won't have to be, you know, we won't be in this situation. And, you know, one of the things that really has I found surprising, uh, I've, I've always loved uh, Poliev uh, from the right. conservative party. Uh, and I thought, wow, this is this is going to this is the best conservative candidate we've had since um, Brian Mulroney. Like this is a really salt. Like if you're a conservative, this mm-hmm. is a solid conservative candidate. And then he goes and he hitches his wagon to these guys. I know. And it's like, God, what are you? Okay, okay. Now there's no one to vote. There's officially. I, say, I no said that. I said that yesterday, man. Mm-hmm. I I said between him and Candace. What I how I said it was so. There's guys like me that occasionally vote conservative. In fact, more more often than not. And then there's guys like you and Fred that would consistently vote conservative. And you're like, oh wait a minute, there's this stink on it now. So so now no one of the three of us are voting conservative. Yeah. Right, right now it would be a spoiled ballot because I can't. I, I just, are you kidding me, Trudeau? Like, <laughs> no, I I agree totally with you, Jeff. Like we're having Tony Clement on tomorrow. Hopefully he can. Give us some uh, some hope or some uh, put a light on this thing to see what's going on within that party. I mean, it's just scrambled eggs right now. And a a lot of people like you and I traditionally who voted conservative, it's like I I, that's not the party I voted. for. Well, I'm thinking about it. So so you so an occasional conservative voter like Mm -hmm. me, you've lost me and consistent Mm -hmm. conservative voters like you two. Where are you going to go? And I'll tell you, like, and tomorrow will be interesting with Tony, because how do you defend hitching your wagon to people that have up to, that have upside down Canadian flags and swastikas? Yes. Pierre. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the question it, I'm going to ask my conservative candidate when they come to the door. Talk to yeah. me about that. Somebody else who's fried themselves through this, too, is Andrea Horvath. Like, she's just unbelievable. Like, you talk about flip flop the whole time. She's saying. Mr. Ford, follow the science. Mr. Ford, follow the science. And then yesterday they come out and said, "Hey, the science looks good. We're going to lift the. Uh, we're going to lift a lot of these restrictions. How can you lift the restrictions and put all these people <laughs> no, no, in, no. at risk?" There, there, is, <laughs> there is officially no one to vote for. Like no, and, and, I, you know. know. I mean, I know that you can. You can never. Uh, you can never have everything under the, the tent in your mind. And I, I get right. that. You're always going to be making a compromise, no matter where where you vote. But like. For me, uh, uh, okay, the liberals are out. Okay, the NDP's out. Uh, mm-hmm. Bernier is is a Nazi. I mean, yeah, yeah uh, exactly. And, and now, and now, Poliev with uh, hitching his wagon to these these guys, it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, okay, time to spoil a ballot or two. I That's know. what I'll be it's doing. Sad. Sad. Um, listen, man. Before we go, I was this yes. kid. I was telling you about his name is. Uh, his name is Matt, uh, but on Instagram, it's Matterday Night Live. I want you to hear his impression of, uh, listen to this kid. Oh, oh, you found it. Okay, cool. Hang on a second. This is him doing Stern. As a guest, and we were talking about how nobody does a good impression of me. Even on SNL, nobody's been able to do it. Now, there's this one guy who's 23 years old. He does an impression of me on, on TikTok or whatever you want to call it. I think it's okay. I mean, I, I don't think it sounds much like me, but do you think we should? Not bad, though, huh? Yeah, not bad, yeah. yeah. Not bad, little stern. I'll it's try just, next next yeah. time. I'll, I'll get the Jeff Goldblum for you next time. Jeff Lumby, uh, everyone has a, a podcast, as I've mentioned. It's called Jeff and Julie Go to France, Move to France in a Global Pandemic. In your last minute or two, what's the, uh, where are we at episodically or chapter-wise, and uh, yeah, what's coming so- up? 
what I have uh, out right now is is five chapters. Uh, we've got eight recorded though, um, and the f- number five, six, and seven are kind of the the meat of uh, all of the stuff. Uh, all of the minutia that it took to get here there. They were stressful for us to, to relive, to be honest with you. Uh, But then number eight uh, coming up is no negativity allowed. That's the title of it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. That must've been the toughest one for you to do. Come on. Almost impossible. Uh, Yeah. And, and actually strayed a couple of times, but we're corrected. So uh, it's, it's, it's one of the more fun ones and it's where we want the thing to end end up right like we want to be talking positively about france and we want to be talking about little towns and and all of the wonderful things that there are to see here and kind of the reason that we moved here uh whereas the first seven are pretty (laughs) well you you, you give them a listen live through our misery well i've heard uh, the first three or four and they're very entertaining and we're happy to be part of the uh, production of this uh podcast go to humbleandfred.com a uh rare humble and fred uh produced uh show but we're happy to be part of it jeff and julie moved to france uh, during a global pandemic, episodes are out now, and uh, all the best. So you give my best to Julie, and uh, hey, yeah, this okay. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, Lumby, this song I'm playing now. That was definitely when uh, you and I and Dan started working together back in the mid '70s. Here we go. Uh, do you know what? I've got this thing memorized. No, you don't. I do. All I right. have the song memorized. What you can do the uh, breaker breaker one. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June and a Kenworth hauling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy pulling hogs. We was headed for Bear on I-10 about a mile out of Shaky Town. I said, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck. We're about to put the hammer down. <laughs> Jesus. Why? That's why. Why do you know That's it? awesome. I have no idea. Yeah. Why is it in there? I, I, I have no idea. I can barely remember the code to my front door. <laughs> Take care, let me talk to you soon. See you, Jeff. That's so funny. I, I love the fact that our memories work like that, that you can remember that, but I can't remember how to add fractions. <laughs> All right, there's Jeff Lumby, everybody. Uh, yeah, and look, look, look at over here. There's our little Dan Duran, who's recovered from his... Uh, the beginning of the show where he was laughing his noggin off like a maniac. Yeah. It's weird. My brain was disconnected from my mouth in That's some okay. way. Because I was like, in my brain, I was like, this isn't funny at all. No, it was funny. But I couldn't stop laughing. And well, listen, you know, why, why would we question joy? You know, Dan? There's no <laughs> and it was a light. It was a light and lovely moment for the Humble and Fred show, which, you know, at times can get ugly and sour. So we thank yeah. you. <laughs> At times, <laughs> I, I wasn't ugly and sour. The original name of the show, uh, Dan Duran, uh, here for the news. Uh, where are you at before we get to the news, Freddie? Can you just uh, here? You do a little news. I'm just going to take a break here. You uh, no, I mean you do a little of your uh, yeah. The yeah. chambers plan, Howard. Uh, chambers plan, as I mentioned yesterday, we're covered. Uh, we're all covered by the chambers plan while traveling. I am Howard is. Oh, yeah. Chamberplan.ca. Go there today. Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Yes, prescriptions and dental and all sorts of therapies. They have the Teladoc system. 
you know, and they're approachable, too. If you got questions, you can actually talk to people. It really is fantastic. Uh, any small business uh, can be part of this. Again, get a free quote today at chamberplan.ca. Uh, they'll ask you for, you know, the parameters of your uh, company and then come up with a premium that uh, you'll be very, very pleasant with. So many uh, small companies on the website there uh, with the testimonials, how it works for them. Uh, take the time today. Have a look, would you? Would you? Uh, chamberplan.ca. So, yeah. So, Dan, what's uh, is it still really, really cold up there? <laughs> yeah. It's really cold where I am. I you know it's minus 13 or minus 15 or something. Uh, got pretty cold last night. We are looking for uh, a warmer day tomorrow, though. It's going to get up to plus 7. Oh, really? And then we're going to get some rain. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get into some cold temperatures again. It's going to bounce around a little bit. Because I know you might find this, um, you know, hard to believe, but I've been a, a tad aggravated while down here by the weather. I mean, the sun has been shining, but always having a little bit of a chill on isn't what I had... Uh, bargain for wait wait all, well, what, what's all it getting I heard up was to? all i heard is you're in tad aggravated no that's how is that a surprise <laughs> <laughs> there's just a constant little chill in the air that i'm thinking like why is that well isn't it in anyway. the 70s or 80s or whatever they no mean? no not here no no or where i 50s, am it is 60s yeah although by the, I, by the way dan i have an update no wind yet yeah. Zero wind. <laughs> no wind yet. <laughs> no yeah. wind yet. Yeah, good thing you canceled, though, because you never know. It could be. <laughs> I did. God, I don't know. I canceled a round of golf today thinking, I can't golf when it's 65 miles an hour. Can't you put it back on the rails there? Um, you know what I'm going to do? Rachel and I have got some other plans today, and then I'm going to, I might go and practice a little bit again. I found a course about 10 minutes from here that for $12 a bucket, I can stay there for a couple hours and hit some balls. Very nice. Uh, Dan Can't you Duran. Do like a nine? Can't you go do a nine somewhere? Uh, I suppose. You know, it's not cheap here, fellas. I uh, The cost of golf, I like the cheapest round I've sort of booked so far is about $70. There's Most of them are a couple hundred dollars, 150 U.S., and I'm not playing those courses. I don't need... Like, there's the, the course I played the other day, I was a guest of somebody, but I asked uh, what the guest fee was. It's about 65 bucks, which isn't bad. No. The one I've played here so far is forty bucks, but I'm thinking of playing an eighty-five dollar one in yeah. U.S. That's over a hundred, but mm-hmm. just maybe as a little treat because the one that I've been on doesn't seem to have a lot of grass. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the courses that are close to my house here are some of the most famous in the area. They're uh, yeah. a, yeah. a place called uh, La Quinta Country Club. It also has PGA West, uh, the stadium course. They played the the PGA Tour was just here three weeks ago playing, you know, a, a big tournament. So I, I don't like those courses. I've played them before, so it's not like I need to spend two hundred and twenty five dollars. The problem here is. The earlier you book a tee time, the more expensive it is because nobody wants to be on the course at one o'clock in the afternoon when right. it's 95. Mm-hmm. Don't, say, wind don't, those course, don't, don't those courses have media relations where you say, I produce a uh, golf podcast and I'm down in the area doing a little research. Can you let me on? Like, I'm sure they'd go for that, wouldn't they? Uh, I don't know. Howard? Maybe I, I don't. I'm thinking. I don't know. Maybe I should have thought of that before I, well, you know, not came late. down. You're there for a freaking month. I should start sending notes to the media relations. Hey, how you doing? I'm in town. Do you think I've ever paid for Disney World? Ever? Well, that was back in the old days when we had a you know a real show. 
<laughs> uh, Dan, I think our uh, guest uh, Andy Palalis is going to be on in three minutes' time. So, do you want to just do you want to wait for? Uh, do you want to just wait for that? Sure. Yeah, I'll wait. Yeah, I've got uh, great news. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know you do. And great bad news coming up. I know you do, Bubba. Let me just tell everyone about Health Gauge. Because uh, this buy one, get one free, I'd go check that out right now if I were you, healthgauge.com. Because when it comes to keeping track of health, a lot of people are wearing these devices, but not all of them are created equal. I think we've been telling you about this now for some time. With the Health Gauge Phoenix, which I have on, Freddie's wearing, Tim Daniels had his on yesterday. It senses so much. Uh, It's got blood pressure, oxygen saturation, heart rate, pulse wave velocity, activity levels, and more. And it really is the kind of thing if you're getting a little bit older and you're concerned about some of these items, blood pressure in particular, maybe your heart rate, uh, certainly blood oxygen in the times of COVID, it's a... you know, something you want to keep track of. This is the watch you need. Humble and Fred, Humble Fred HG for 15% off at checkout normally. But now if you go to healthgauge.com, let me just do this and, uh, and see. Let's give me a second here. Yep. The uh, BOGO sale ends soon. If so if you go there right now, buy one, get one for free. So basically, it cuts this watch price in half. This won't last for long, so make sure you do it now, healthgauge.com. So you're all caught up. I'm all caught up. I have one more to go. Oh, you do? Okay, good. Um, been, uh, haven't been watching uh, a ton of movies down here. We've been watching a couple of series that I really liked, but we watched something on Netflix you might have heard of called the tinder swindler and uh it's about a 90 minute documentary about this guy that was going all over europe swindling these women out of money making them believe he was a israeli billionaire and all it was was a ponzi scheme where he was using one woman's money to impress Mm. to keep impressing other women that he had i mean like private jets and the most expensive clothing and staying in these hotels and it was all just bullshit and it was exposed in a norwegian uh, an article in a, in a newspaper and then it spread all over the world. Anyway, this is a documentary of the story of this guy and it was fascinating. So oh, that's that my, great. That's my Netflix recommend. Uh, if you're looking for something that's easy to digest and of course, I, I, we, we're still loving the uh, Righteous Gemstones. Just love I haven't, it, man. I haven't gotten to that. Since I've been down here, I'm on to a BBC show you know, these BBC crime shows are great. This one is called Happy Valley. Valley. It's a lot like the other ones, but it's unique. You know, those... Do you, have, do you ever watch any of the British yeah, crime shows? I've watched a couple, yeah. I can't remember the one I enjoyed last year, but it was all about the, the, CT, the CCTV cameras right. they have all over. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I... I um, but it's funny... You know, we've been watching a little bit of TV every night, but we don't usually get to it till, you know, 7, 7.30 before we turn it on. And I'm done at 9. Like, you know, I know I was talking about old people going for dinner early, but I'm I'm off to bed at 9, 9.30 most nights now. Yeah, same here. I was last night as well. Yeah. And sleep like a baby, Howard. Sleep like a baby. Of course you do. 
Because, you know, you get nothing to worry about. <laughs> no, get not a care. you have to worry about? I'm sleeping fine, too, by the way. <laughs> I got, but I have other things to worry about. You know, I've got, you know, this shit yeah. going on in here. You backswing and shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worrying about my backswing. I'm worrying about my downswing. I got uh, Andy Palalis is connecting now from Canna Cabana. It's a great kid. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, no, I, I've been shutting it down pretty early. Even before we started doing the show again yesterday, I was getting up between 5 and 5.30 or waking up. There he is. Look right. at that kid. Mm-hmm. Turn your mic on there, bro. There you go. How you doing there, Mr. Howard? How are you doing there, Mr. Andy Palalis? And where are you? I'm, uh, I'm sitting in my office. Our Wi-Fi is down, and so I've just finagled with uh, chewing gum and some paper clips, uh, a Wi-Fi connection through my phone. So here we go. Game on. It's time are for the Uncle and Fred show. Are you in the city of Toronto? <laughs> I am. I am indeed. Yeah. Freezing my buns off. Thanks for, uh, thanks for leaving us all and heading down to Florida there, Howard. We appreciate <laughs> it. Andy, Fred's in, pa- in Panama City. Apparently, it's not even that warm, but I'm in California where it's just been... You know, oh, 30. Beautiful. Oh, California. Yeah, I'm in Southern California. I'm in Palms, actually about 40 minutes outside of Palm Springs. But I was in L.A. last week for a few days. It's just been ridiculous here. Good for you. I hear you can get up to a lot of illegal stuff in Panama City there, Freddie. Mm, really? I'll try. I'll do that today. I'll get right <laughs> I'll get up to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Andy, I lived in uh, I lived in Los Angeles for uh, part of the mid 80s. And, uh, you know, in those days, of course, sneaking around trying to buy weed and such. And, and now it's so different being here in California where it's legal. I just wanted to ask. I was thinking about you. Did you see did you see that picture I sent you? The. uh which one? Which I, one was that? I sent oh, you a sh- yes, absolutely. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what it said now, but I, there's just, it's weed culture everywhere here. Totally. I, I'm curious. It, it's, it's, it's quite literally weed mecca. Um, you know, we absolutely. We have an office in Long Beach down there, and uh, I spent, spent most of September there. It's crazy, man. It's, it's the next level weed community. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about, because um, I was in Venice Beach, and I, I found it here. I, I said, uh, it's, a, it's a hoodie. I sent Andy a picture. It says, I make weed disappear. What's your superpower? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was thinking about you, obviously, because, you know, you're in the weed business. And I thought, well, I wonder when when I talk to Andy, how much of Canna Cabana in particular and the weed industry in Canada in general was modeled on some of the stuff here in California and Colorado where it's been legal for a while? Yeah, it's a great question, man. I mean, you know. Oftentimes over the last three years, talking to uh, growers, licensed producers up here in Canada and, you know, especially with some of the challenges we have with creating brands up here due to Health Canada's Bill C-45. You know, we, we often talk about American brands. In fact, if you see here in Toronto just this past, I think two weeks ago, Cookies opened up a flagship store here. Now, Cookies is a preeminent California brand, probably the most well-known brand in the whole cannabis industry. Um, and, you know, that that's only one of many that have come out of California and really in influence the yeah certainly the canadian and the global market um so yeah how much how much of canadian uh cannabis culture is being influenced today by by american brands um just like almost any other industry where you have american export yeah it's 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 substantial in california like i just i'll be honest it's damn cool there's a lot of cool brands there yeah everybody wants them as a retailer you know people come in and they're excited about american brands what can i do well, was it legal in California before Canada or was oh, it yeah, way before a Canada. long time ago? Oh, way before. Yeah, yeah. a long time. And, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of the great 
cannabis breeders of our time actually started off in California and went over early 2000s mm -hmm. to Amsterdam and did a lot of their breeding and stuff over there and then returned like DNA genetics, some of these other guys. So, um, yeah, a lot of history there in California. And, and Americans are allowed to be part of our our system now they they can buy into say ontario oh it's a great question no they, they actually have to partner with a with a with a grower up here and it's the same actually state mm -hmm. to state you know in many states for example uh, taking cookies as an example um you know they need to partner with a with a local producer and what they do mm -hmm. basically is take their genetics and their you know their standards of growing and transpose them to another producer like for example cookies up here is being grown by a company called noya and they're actually out of hamilton they're just around the corner from our hamilton can of cabana i toured their site a little while ago just an awesome little operation beautiful beautiful craft product and like Howard you'd have a field day going in there buddy I, I almost I almost uh, you know dove into their trimming room <laughs> throwing buds up in the air it was, it was a well, glorious time but yeah and I mean, we want to talk, Canna Cabana is the gold standard in Canada, over 100 uh, locations across the country. But just before we leave the American model, there was a store I went into just actually just after I sent you that picture. And you've heard of this brand called MedMen. Sure. And and what I wanted to ask is this. In the experience, I've, I've been to one dispensary here in uh, Palm Springs and one in L.A. And I said to Rachel, my lady here, I said, you know, it's a bit different in Canada Correct me if I'm wrong. You're not allowed to touch anything. Right. Correct. In, in, in the dispensaries here, Fred, you're allowed to like go up and, you know, and, and t take a product and ask and hold it and, or open the fridge and get some of the, you know, the, the edible uh, beverages and such. I just wonder, is that a health Canada? Is that a, is that, mm. what is that about? Yeah, yeah, it's a Health Canada thing, man. I mean, you know, all of our product has to be merchandised behind glass. It yes. can't be accessible to customers. A little different province to province. There's some leniency in some provinces over others. But, you know, if you go to a can of cabana, uh, one of the things I think we did really well was we merchandised all of our product on the floor. You know, you can see it behind the glass. You can read, you know, read the jar. You can see what the packaging looks like. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of cannabis retailers up here didn't go for that that move because they thought the package was too restrictive or didn't have, you know, wasn't wasn't sexy enough basically for, for merchandising. We disagree. In fact, packaging has gotten way cooler over the past few years. Um, so it's even better in our concept. But yeah, no, we can't do deli style. We can't hand it to you over the counter. Mm -hmm. We can't. You know, uh, we can't pick, scoop up a big, you know, bucket of nugs and throw it into a bag. By, by the way, you and I should start a company called Bucket of Nugs for sure. Bucket of Nugs. Bucket of Nugs. <laughs> but uh, right, that, man, let's do it. That's consistent with the mentality in Canada. I remember, like beer making and wine making. When you'd go to those shops, there was only some certain things you could do. And yeah, the, I know. And the, and the merchant could do. You could touch this. He couldn't touch that. It's it's all very silly, but well, no, and you're right, Fred. It's very much like the sort of the I don't know immature nature of uh, yeah. touching beer or wine and kind of. But Andy, I, I guess the last thing I wanted to ask is that going to change? Have you guys? Now, obviously, a company your size, you might hear from you know officials that at some point the cannabis industry will grow to the to the point where I can actually say, hey, can I can I? How much is this item that I'm holding? Sure. It's a great question uh, with no answer, unfortunately, okay. at this time. And, you know, we, here's the thing. Here's what I always say, because there's plenty of limitations in the Canadian system. And we have federally legal weed. Right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, at the yes. end of the day, you know, we got a coloring book and we color within the lines because yeah. we're all just grateful that we have this opportunity. Um, will, you know, these regs change and be updated? Some of the challenges around like edibles, yep. and how many milligrams THC you can have and some of these other things. 
you know, maybe I don't think it's high on the list today for our regulators, but someday. But that's a great point. It's like it's a, it's a small thing that we can't touch those items in a can of cabana. But so what? We have legal weed. My last thought was this. I'm in California. You know, I've purchased some uh, roads, you know, road uh, supplies. Obviously, I'm coming back to Canada in a few weeks. But my and, and I used to travel back and forth from, you know, the States to Canada. I would always be very nervous that I hope no, you know, no seeds are somewhere in my luggage. What are the regulations now? About if I came back and let's say by mistake, I had one of my little mini pre-rolls still in my luggage. It's legal here and it's legal in Canada. What would happen to me? Yeah, great question. Uh, because uh, you're going to federal prison. You're going to federal prison. I can't do time again. Oh, I think I feel, feel you'd be running that place within a within a year, Howard. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's. Uh, listen, you're not supposed to. You know, uh, they specifically actually the the. I, I travel back and forth to the U.S. a lot. The the spot where you scan your passport and answer all your customs questions has this big sign now that's like, hey, man, are you bringing any cannabis in from the U.S.? Because that's no bueno. Okay. Right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine if you had a pre-roll kicking around in your bag and you clicked, no, I don't have any weed on the big passport mm-hmm. sign, they'd probably take umbrage. So you can't even bring it if you declare it. I guess maybe it falls into the fruits and vegetables and seeds uh, uh, category. Well, there's just no there's no import of cannabis allowed into Canada, right? right from external and, and like there's reasons for that. There's economic reasons. There's no, yeah. for sure. But, but let, safety, you know. But I bought some. You know, I, okay, then this is I bought some stuff from your store. I think it was mm. called White Lightning. I've also got some gummies uh, that I like, the CBD gummies, mm-hmm. and but if I bought them in Canada. And I'm coming back to Canada where it's legal. Would they still say no bueno, even though I could show them and I bought it at Canna Cabana? Oh, wait. So you, you took those products and you flew to the United States with them. I'm not. I don't know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I did. You don't know well, if I did. You know, listen, uh, I, I, boy, uh, I, I plead. I plead. Uh, okay. not being a lawyer. Listen, man, no one needs no one. But that's a great point. I, I, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. This is not a federally uh, sponsored podcast. So yeah, so you you flew to California where it's been legal for years with it in your luggage. No, no, I didn't take it. Here's an here's an here's an interesting. No, I did not thing. take um, any okay. product with me. That's right. No, I, nor would you. Nor no, would you, why, would, no, he would but, never, uh, no, why would I? No, 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 no. Uh, it's it's funny actually. We had a yeah. Anyway, I can't even tell that story. So all okay. good. Yes. Well, listen, man. As always, this is a fun cannabis conversation brought to you by Canna Cabana. There's the chief information officer, Andy Palalis, who, as I once said to, a couple months ago, I said to him where we're, I was trying to close Andy. I said, "Listen, dude, I have I'd have you on even if you weren't a sponsor because the conversation's <laughs> always great." Thanks, man. Uh, there's hey, a can. There's it. a can of Cabana. In every neighborhood across this great land, and we encourage you to uh, take advantage. All right. Thanks so much, Howard. Take Thanks, care, my guys. friend. Enjoy okay. uh, your sunny locations. I'll try not to die of hypothermia. Oh yeah, well, listen, man. <laughs> Easy. We're old men. We're 127 years old. <laughs> no, here's the. There's Andy. Thanks, my friend. Um, Dan Duran has entered the waiting room. Why isn't this playing though? Um, I didn't take any. Um, Oh, there we go. I didn't take any product, but I did. I didn't take any weed, obviously, because I can get some here. No, of course, yes. But I, I did wonder about that. Like, 
It's where I live in Canada is legal. Where I'm going in California was legal. Mm-hmm. So it just seems odd that I wasn't, you know, that you can't have it anymore. Although, you know, when Dan Duran and I was, Dan was living in Northern California when I moved to L.A. And, you know, they searched for, it wasn't legal then, but it wasn't, Dan, you remember, it wasn't illegal. In the 80s, it was basically you could have some weed on you and you would just get maybe a ticket or something. Yeah, it was, wasn't something you wanted to be caught with because of the, you know, whatever, but it wasn't that big of a deal. It was, a, you know, kind of everywhere. I lived north of San Francisco, and it was pretty available there. Oh, it was it totally available. Things. You know, it used to complicate, you know, return visits and stuff. Like, you know, if you're, you're Canadian. Yeah. 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 It does. Um, coming, when it comes up again, I don't want to get into it right now, but uh, coming across the Ambassador Bridge there last Saturday, I... Uh, uh, a uh, prick of an American customs guy. He was just unbelievable. Really? Just rotten, disrespectful, condescending, ignorant. It was something else. Giving a shit for having a banana and an apple in the car. And oh, it was something else. Really? Oh, Howard. And there was nobody there. It wasn't like he was busy or anything. He's, he said, do you have anything to declare? And we said, no. Well, I thought when they say, do you have anything to declare? It's like when you go to the, the duty-free, right? Yeah. Goes, so, so no fruits, no vegetables. I said, well, maybe just a couple of snacks. Or, well, what snacks? I said, well, I have an apple here and a, and a banana. Well, you don't think you need to declare that? How long have you been coming to the United States? How many years? I said, like, uh, maybe 50, and you haven't learned that you must declare fruits and vegetables? <laughs> Jesus. Do you have anything else you're not telling me about? And we said, uh, there's some clementines uh, in, in the cooler back there, these little things. You're going to Florida, a citrus state, and you're taking citrus? Like, I can't, I, I can't believe this. You haven't learned in 50 years you're not supposed to do this. Wow. Is there anything else you haven't declared you want to tell me about? Yeah. When you should have said, said, I declare you're a fucking asshole. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I do declare. And anyway, that the point was I made some mistakes, but the thing is his attitude, you know, we're just two little 60-year-old, 65-year-old people, you know, with a, with a banana and an apple. The disrespect was disgusting. But you know what? A lot of your 65-year-old people, it starts with a banana and an apple, and then who knows where it goes? (laughs) It's the gateway (laughs) fruit. gateway fruit. Oh, fuck. That's funny. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. And you know what it's like? You're biting your tongue and you want to say something, but you can't. No. Because when I came across, there was nobody. But the protests had started going back into Canada and the bridge was stopped. So if I'd have got mouthy and he sent me home, it would have been. Yeah, you don't need that. No. Oh, so you were last in before the protest uh, shut it, shut it down, basically. Yeah, they really hadn't started coming into going into the States. It was all coming into Canada. Oh, yeah. That is so anyway. weird. Um, yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, Dan, just stand by, please. Stand by for Dan Duran. Standing by. Standing by. Standing by for Dan Duran. I'm just trying to figure out. Oh, there we go. <sighs> you know, it's just funny. Sometimes uh, Spotify just started to update for some reason in the middle of the show. Um, you know it. Yeah, of course. I've been trying to play this song for the last five minutes. Uh, Dan Duran, before we get to your news today, Fred would like to tell you a little story about uh, these fine folks. Uh, with, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog is your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, 
and feature-rich poker room uh, to their fully loaded casino and racebook. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Odal. Well, I just want to check in since Dan used to do weather. Uh, so far, the uh, wind event, high wind warning. Uh, damaging winds will blow down trees and power lines. Power outages are possible. Travel will be difficult, especially for high-profile vehicles. But here where I am, so you can see the trees behind me. <laughs> Not a leaf is moving. <laughs> it's... The only hot air, get this joke, the only hot air moving in this room is from me. It's not even, like literally, a fucking leaf isn't even moving. And I've canceled golf. I've canceled golf for no reason. Oh, well. I'll learn learn my lesson. (laughs) You can relax because you got some reggae on now, right? I do have some reggae. I got that working. Okay, Dan Duran, stand by for Dan Duran's uh, Mm -hmm. official introduction. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman, comes as has for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now live from an obscure lake uh, near Peterborough, Ontario, with Humble and Fred International News. It's our pleasure to present Anchorman, Dan Durant. Thank you, Howard. Well, we've already talked a little bit on the show about the, uh, the Freedom Convoy, the convoy folks that are stopping freedom of movement. They had the, uh, the arrest yesterday, uh, 11 arrested by Coots Cops. Because a cache of weapons were found, and now the protesters are saying that may disperse that as well. That's kind of like one of the five points in Canada where uh, freedom of movement has been uh, a little bit uh, curtailed, except in Ottawa, where, well, I guess that's the same thing, but not across the border. Uh, we'll, uh, by the way, there's a conspiracy theory now going around that you may have heard about that uh, Trudeau is the love spawn of Fidel Castro. Have you seen this one? Oh, that's an old. Oh, one. yeah, that's an old one. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah. Yes. Itself, yes. oh. it's but you know, for years you've seen those two the photos of them side by side. He does look. Oh, like yeah, Castro. he does. He does a little bit. Yeah, and apparently, you know, they did have a fling. Apparently, uh, him and Margaret Castro and Margaret. You know, well, she was. Well, uh, it, she, you know, I could yeah. see why. I mean, she was quite yeah. fetching back in the day. Didn't she also bone Mick Jagger? Uh huh. Yeah. Didn't she? Yeah. Well, that's what they said. Well, so who knows? Maybe it's a combo baby. <laughs> I'm, not even, yeah. I'm not even sure that's a real yeah. thing, but maybe. Wait, did we derail the story by saying we had seen that before? No, no, that's fine. I just was throwing it in there. I just I wasn't aware of it till I saw the uh, the comparative photos. Right. And then, you yes. know, you can go to the... Well, the, tell uh, me, who does he look... Do you think he looks more like Fidel Castro or Pierre Trudeau? Pierre Elliott Trudeau. I say he looks more like Castro. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not making any claims. I'm just saying he does. It's striking. No wonder people, you know, people right. with, uh, you know, bad intentions come up with that stuff. 
and fact checking websites have done done their work on this, and it, it's just physically, historically, and and you know, timeline wise, it's just impossible that it, it could have happened. But, you know, anyway. but if, if you saw the the screenshot there of those goobers, you know, talking about you know the organizing this <laughs> resistance, they they of course they would believe it. <laughs> you, you know, and that's the thing. And, you know, this has been going on now for a long time, but the last few years in particular, the rise of the QAnon nonsense is because people want to believe the silo of information that most lines up with what they think. Mm-hmm. Or, or not only not what they think, but what they might want to think, which is, yeah, Trudeau's a fucking asshole and Fidel Castro's his daddy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, you know, it's like a tabloid. You just make something up and see if it it sticks. You know, throw it out. There. That's a great point. Well, I, I saw on a social media outlet um, posted by someone uh, we know, and we may have talked about it yesterday. It's guys, say, uh, people standing there with a sign, uh, their face covered. Apparently, you know, they're you know provax, and it said um, uh, Trudeau wants to gas anti-vaxxers right yes and then and then on the picture it says what trudeau thinks and it's obvious the sign number one has been doctored or number two even if it did exist this leap this is what trudeau wants to do it's like you know and there's people looking at that today and thinking oh yeah he wants to gas anti-vaxxers no dan Dan just made an issue that's good for business that's good for being a prime yeah of course that's what i want to get reelected yes i know we'll do let's gas the people yeah But Dan, you made an interesting point about it used to be the type of thing that you'd see on a tabloid as you walked by, you know, on your way to check out your your nectarines or whatever you tried to smuggle into the States, (laughs) your (laughs) clementines. But you'd see those headlines, you know, alien baby mates with, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, raccoon. Uh, But and you just sort of go, oh, that's that's silly and ignore it. But the problem with social media is and I think Mm -hmm. somebody said this on the show yesterday is like it's just. You can just go down these rabbit holes, these silos of information, and just get lost in it. And next thing you know, you th- you see this what looks like. See, when you'd see a, a headline of an alien having sex with a, you know, a, a donkey, and it's produced this offspring at this checkout line, you just go, "Oh, that's ridiculous." But if you could go to a site where it shows you, without a doubt, according to experts, this happened, it's hard not to get sucked in by that if you're open to it. Yeah, like you're standing at the conveyor and just thinking about things, coming up with stupid shit. <laughs> and if you already don't like the government, which is fine, we all don't like the government. Yeah. At times, there were things that, you know, that many governments during my lifetime did that I thought, well, that's a bit odd. But on the other hand, I'm not in charge, so maybe I don't have the whole story. Mm-hmm. Although I did think it was interesting that Lumby thought uh, Pierre, what's his dick, was... Uh, you know, the greatest leader. I don't really know much about Pierre Pulivere, but I, from what I've seen, he doesn't seem like all that, doesn't seem like the kind of leader we need right now. No, not at all. Same way. When I first saw the guy, I thought, oh, I'll have to look into this guy, see what he's all about. And then he comes out and supports of these, uh, support of these people, almost like calling them heroes. Well, fuck, see you, Jack. I'm done. Goodbye. It's all polit- it's all political though. I mean mm-hmm. any any leader like they're they're looking for a way to identify with a base I guess and follow whatever's going sure. on in the United States mm-hmm. and it just I don't there there's not not enough support to really justify what they're doing I don't think just based on mm-hmm. the population I don't think. vaccination rates. 
in Canada. Well, and as you I may, yeah. may have heard, Lisa Laflamme reporting from apparently an audio that was unlistenable, but basically saying that most Canadians don't support the Freedom Convoy. I hate saying that. But they also, actually, half of Canadians are, are even more inclined now to, to, to support mandates than they were before. Mm-hmm. Well, because those guys are so aggravating, it just makes you want to side with the uh, logic. <laughs> yeah. And, and and it's it makes it it's you don't want to acquiesce to the big complainers by, you know, removing the mandates, having it look like that they've had an influence on this. Right. Though, you know, exactly. it needs to, it needs yeah. to be uh, done at some point and mm-hmm. an irresponsible in a, in a responsible way. By the way, what, what I was going to get to was yes, please uh, get to uh, your you, story. The, the GoFundMe uh, page was, was shut down by the GoFundMe folks, and yes. then it was moved over to uh, another website. Christians. Mm-hmm. The Christian site, yes, which is Give, Send, Go. And that uh, was, I think, the government shutting that down, yeah. um, but it was also hacked. It was hacked and all released. Uh, they released all the donors. Yes. And not a big fan of hackers, but... This this is what they wrote when you went to their website yesterday, and I think that they're down right now trying to, to get themselves back up and running. Attention, give, send, go, grifters and hatriots. This is when you went to the site, you'd see this on their splash page. The Canadian government has informed you that the money you assholes raised to fund an insurrection is frozen. TD Bank has frozen several accounts. You helped fund the January 6th insurrection in the U.S. You helped fund an insurrection in Ottawa. In fact, you are committed to funding anything that keeps the raging fire of misinformation going until it burns the world's collective democracies down. On behalf of sane people worldwide who wish to continue living in a democracy, I am now telling you that Give, Send, Go itself is frozen. And then they leak the donor list. Uh, and several uh, news outlets did the number crunching and CBC uh, did th- their breakout and found that uh, there are more donors came from outside of Canada than inside of Canada. Fifty five point seven percent of the donations came from the United States. Fifty five. Well, and, and if that doesn't turn if that doesn't turn you off of this thing, I don't know what was if that doesn't if you don't hear that story and aren't and aren't thinking, well, I don't want to be part of that shit. Even if you were at the beginning going, oh, I guess these guys have a point, but uh, <laughs> maybe I should, maybe I should look into this. And uh, now more yeah. Canadian dollars came in than American dollars. Um, but not by much. It, yeah. It's uh, it's astonishing that that uh, this amount of money, like they were like at nine million or something. But Dan, you're a man of God. How do you where do you how do you reconcile that a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, su- you know, funding group was funding basically an illegal operation and disrupted people's lives all in the name of guess what? It's always the Jesus guy. It's always mm-hmm. you know what? And again, I know I'm anti-religion, but. It's why is it always traced back to some version of this? Yeah, why, why is it? That? Well, it's a yeah. It's more of an extreme side of Christianity, well, the okay. evangelical side of things, and that's you know not your mainstream. You know, more can you know? I wouldn't say conservative, but more traditional. Uh, you know, the Baptist Church and the the fundamentalist and the Catholics, yeah, yeah. but the fun. Yeah, but there's the, this is a you know a strange quirk in American. Because uh, well, it, and, and it the used quirk, to be a liberal, all the Christians used to be more on the liberal side. I know, side but it's a quirk of the Canadian 
I mean, you, yeah, yeah, as it's you know, Candace out, Bergen and her language is about, you know, that a lot of the conservatives are Jesus people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the Jesus people. They are. I have, a Jesus, I have a Jesus story here for you that I thought you'd find interesting. On the mm-hmm. next story, if you're into, into okay, it, sure. you want to wrap it up. No, I'm, I'm, what am I going to do? I can't go golfing now because of the wind. <laughs> <laughs> the wind is just around the corner. Yeah, Tell us about our Lord Jesus Christ. When the wind gets here, I can't be. If you look behind me, <laughs> you can see. Oh, I saw it. Clearly. Oh, oh that's, that was a bird. Oh, no, there is a zephyr. <laughs> it's just been downgraded to a zephyr. <laughs> Jesus. It's a baptism ca- scandal. Yes. A baptism scandal. A Catholic priest in Arizona has resigned after it emerged that he had been screwing up the religious ritual of baptism by a single word for more than 20 years. So in the baptism, you know, ceremony, mm-hmm. they use the line, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the Catholic Church, it's supposed to be I baptize you mm. in the name. So the he replaced the we with the I. And it's not a community, apparently according to the Catholic Church, it's not a community that baptizes a person, incorporates them into the Church of Christ. Mm. Rather, it is Christ and Christ alone who presides at all sacraments. Therefore, it's the Christ who baptizes. And I guess because the priest is channeling Christ, he's the I instead of the we. So mm. all for 20 mm. years, this guy's right. baptisms so, uh, are now... Yeah. Null and no void. And has God said anything about this, or is he still mm-hmm. quiet? So now they're trying to, to, to uh, you know, track everybody down, so they get them rebaptized. But you think, you think, because this makes no sense to me, it's, I think, it's just, you know, semantics, really. I mean, yes. it's the act of, of you know, well, bringing your child into the church or whatever, right? Sure. Mm. So you think they could do a blanket prayer or something like that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, God, no disrespect, but uh, when Honestly, we say me, we should have said I, so please add all the heathen wee babies to the baptism. Yeah, please let them all into, the he- makes into heaven. Listen, none of it made sense to me before you even read that story. <laughs> but, but see, the thing is, they're, they're saying, well, you have to be baptized to be welcomed into the kingdom of the, you know, the sky muppet. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you know this, but it, the, in, in the Jewish religion, we don't really baptize. We just have a ceremony when the baby is born and we say the words, oy vey, oy vey, don't pay retail any day. So, <laughs> is that how you get into Yeah, that's how we get it. That's how we get into it. Um, you know, smash a glass or something. Right? Now, I think uh, what yeah. I was going to say, you know, this because this convoy, this whole uprising in Canada is happening in the winter. I, I think, you know, Canadians being, you know, we, how we are so different once the weather gets better that I was thinking, you know, maybe in the spring, this will all start to kind of dissipate as all these people go, you know, I got to get to my cottage or I got to, mm-hmm. you know, I got to get back to real life. But I thought of one thing that might bring this entire country together. People are less irritated in the summer. Absolutely. This would never happen in the summer because we only get five months of good weather. I'm not going to fucking Ottawa. I'm going to go to the lake. But I was thinking of one thing. What could the one thing be? That would bring the entire country, that would capture the country's imagination, even if you're not a fan, but but something that would galvanize Canadians from coast to coast. And it's this Leafs win Stanley Cup. If the Leafs, if the Leafs went on a run in the spring, 
I know this is too much for you to contemplate, but I believe that. I'm not being partly facetious, but if the Leafs went on a run, let's say they got by the first round of the playoffs. I know that hasn't happened in a while. But, but <laughs> I mean, years, yes. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But, but I do believe that if, because the Leafs over any other Canadian team, you know, the whole, you know, the history, the years between Stanley Cups, the Chicago Cubs, Boston Red Sox kind of run where the, the whole country was sort of cheering for them. Would that be, you think yeah, that you might? Think, yeah, but do you think that would happen? It might polarize. Out West, you know, a lot of those people hate the Leafs now who have their own teams. I, I know that, but even... Quebec, I, they hate the hate the Leafs. It might bring, bring, bring people together. You know, if the Leafs went on a run, them hoping that in the end they would lose again. I don't, I don't know, know about that. Because I know that when the Leafs, we used to come to Calgary when we lived there, or Vancouver when I lived there, there would be tons of Leaf fans. Sure. There's Leaf fans all across the country. But it's just one of those things like... Listen, if Jesus isn't coming back, maybe maybe the yeah. Leafs winning the Stanley Cup might be what we need. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And, maybe. And, you know, sometimes you shift your allegiance if your team's out, right? So if, if the Leafs were against an American team, then maybe right. then. And if the, well, listen, it's so improbable that it, and it hasn't happened in so long that it might just be the thing that sends all these convoy people back to their, uh, back to their homes. Maybe we need a Team Canada thing, you know, against the Soviets. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? You know, bring it back. You know, all those. Like, yeah, that's more unification there. It would be nice if we could have some kind of a diversion. I know that. Yeah. Well, you know, kidding or not. I hope today's been a diversion for some people. It's a little bit less, uh, you know, ranting and yelling and more, you know, nonsense. Dan Duran, thank you for your time. Thanks to Jeff Lumby and thanks to everyone that emails us. Humble and Fred at Humble and Fred Radio. We're back tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, Dan, maybe you could could you try and get through the extra uh, <laughs> without yeah. losing your without mind? <laughs> without laughing like a maniac. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, Doer, and our newest sponsor, GoDaddy. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and don't forget this hypocrisy tour continues tomorrow. We know a place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz in the get fresh flow, pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone, bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Where's